welcome to the fifth episode of You Plus Me Equals RP, a podcast dedicated to all those imaginative writers and our peers out there. Every week, I'll dive into the internet and bring to you some of the very best storylines, roleplay groups, or profiles that you may want to join. From written roleplay, tabletop, and even LARPing, maybe you need to be someone else for a bit. Well, I, Helen Kirsch, will be here to help you with that. Welcome, my lovely listeners. This entire episode I wanted to dedicate to the LGBTQ community. I will be featuring a group that is LGBTQ friendly, and because of that, I'm also going to be featuring a board game and a LARPing group that is also very LGBTQ centered or friendly. This wonderful group of people don't get enough attention and should be celebrated. This is my first LGBTQ episode, but it definitely won't be my last. I personally don't think I identify in any significant way in this group. I'm a cisgender, uh, but I do identify as a straight demisexual, meaning that I only find attraction to those I've formed an emotional bond with. Um, This is probably another reason I don't tend to have RP sex or RP relationships that often, unless I've become their friend, I've gotten comfortable and gotten to know them, and then I can feel comfortable with saying, oh, this is my love interest. Again, this is one of those situations where a part of myself is also coming out in my characters. The RP world itself is diverse, both in and out of character. As most of you are already familiar with, I will sometimes talk about myself out of character, but usually I stick to only talking about my characters and the experiences I've had while RPing these characters. I also enjoy meeting people and hearing about their experiences as well. So talking about it here can also help others who may come across a similar scenario or situation and are unsure of how to handle it. I really want to start getting some bonus episodes up soon that would feature other RPers discussing their histories and some of the things that they've experienced. Um, With that being said, I'm not working all that much as of right now, um, but that will begin to change in the next few weeks. I'm supposed to start going back to work for what would amount to a lot of hours since I do it in the money and I I can't obviously turn it down. So I don't want to stop doing this podcast though because I'm having way too much fun learning about all these new groups and all these profiles and meeting all these new people. But I did want to give you guys all just a bit of a heads up if I have to go to every other week, but I am not going to disappear for too long because I I love you all so much. Real life often gets involved in our desire and ability to stay active on profiles and participating in groups or just in writing in general. It sucks, <laughs> but most people are generally understanding as long as you are open about not being able to respond because of real life issues. We all have things that come up um, that make it impossible for us to think about something like a response or starter, or the other little obligations that just don't seem as important. But you have to remember that people still care about you. But it is always best to give them some sort of heads up if you're going to be gone for a certain amount of time. Kind of another reason why knowing people out of character and through other means like Discord is always helpful. It makes it easier to send a quick message to just tell them that, hey, you know, I'm going to be away for some time until I get some things sorted out. I've had to do it many times. I've even mentioned in another episode that lovely Rue asked for rollback (laughs) because... I was just too busy. She knew I had been busy because I did tell her, but it had been way too long that I had been away from the role and uh, that I was still busy that she was just like, hey, can someone else have it? And of course, you know, wasn't going to keep it. It wasn't my role to keep, really. 
Roleplayer also has some pretty serious rules about becoming inactive on a profile. Uh, they'll delete you if it's been a few months, um, especially if you haven't signed in and, and checked in with it. Most of them anyway. Um, I actually have a few profiles that are still around, even though they should have probably been deleted. If any of you guys know why that is, I would love to hear your opinion or at least hear your information because I have no idea why these are still active. Uh, I do also think that LARPing groups will also give up your spot if you've been inactive for a certain amount of time. So in the same token, do give patience to others. Some people are incredibly busy right now, especially with the medical field being swamped with sick patients. Not everyone will be able to respond right away. People have jobs, they have families, so please have patience. If someone is taking months to respond, th there's a pretty good chance that they may not come back or the storyline is dead. But that shouldn't be your focus. Don't freak out about it. Just move on and create storylines with other writers. You'll be happier in the long run. And don't be offended if people are a little bit pushy to you as well. This can also happen because they may be excited to write with you or they just don't understand that you have a lot going on at the moment. The best advice I can give, apologize for taking longer to respond than you normally would and just tell them that you've got a lot going on. I've even told people that it may be a lot longer because of some obligations that I've had and I would understand if they deleted me. Some of them understand completely and some of them don't. One way or the other, I'll live if I don't write with the one person. So up next, I am happy to introduce you to a wonderful new group on the scene that has kind of adopted me and I absolutely love them. I was browsing through various profiles the other night and this group caught my eye. With any other group that someone adds, usually you're immediately drawn to the images. I'm kind of a whore that way. The whole don't judge a book by a cover, I mean, they're visual creatures. I'm always attracted to bright and beautiful things. Anyway, I took some time to look through their story and characters, and then I sent them a message asking if they want to be affiliates. I didn't even wait for a response before I shared them because I was just so very surprised and happy to see their information. Just a quick disclaimer, this group does have action, drama, and general mature content and themes. I'm not responsible for anyone getting approved or denied by any group or profile if applied. It is strictly up to the owners and moderators of any groups presented. Out of the Woods RPG is owned by Bigby Wolf and Llewellyn Gray, an amazing couple who have both come up with some really inspiring connections. They currently have 12 active members, three cisgender male, seven cisgender female, two gender queer male presenting. Now, this could be incorrect. I can't quite remember. We just got like three or four new members. So I don't really know what they chose or if they changed their characters at all. So this is, was all from what I could gather from the characters. Um, but they are still in need of 12 more roles that need filling. The best part is that the genders are completely fluid throughout the open characters. They have a few cisgender and transgender, as well as a binary and non-binary options. They also have open for you to create your own character as well, uh, with the one exception that your character must follow these guidelines. This group is also fairly new, with having been around since uh, April 21st, 2020, but they're writing actively and they have rules regarding activity. They do require that members maintain three connections or storylines per character and that they're currently writing, but it's incredibly easy to do that and most of the members have more than that right now. When writing a starter response, they do ask that it is at least three solid paragraphs long, but most of the people on there do more than that as well. They do have a minimum of at least one reply or starter sent out a week, which is also a very achievable goal. 
they do require Discord, though, um, because they do host events there that hold, like, blasts and for fun character development. Um, I've been a part of this group for a few days now, and I can tell you that their Discord is hilarious and extremely fun. Their group is rated NC-17 or R. All members are over the age of 18, and due to the heavy and dark content that this group does deal with, like drugs and violence, murder, that kind of thing, they are inspired by The Wolf Among Us. Um, the name Big B starting to sound a little more familiar to you. That game is rated M, so it would make sense that the group would be about the same. One of my questions for the questionnaire is to ask the ones requesting this to give me what they think the best part of the group is. And Big B and Llewellyn had some great answers. Big B said that acceptance in this group is so wonderful. Everyone is passionate and so very excited for the world that they created. Everyone is accepting and loving as well as loved. Llewellyn said that the diversity, relaxed family atmosphere, and the LGBTQ aspects is what they love, and I felt it. I have All of this is absolutely true of this group. There is so much love here. We've even been, began calling Big B and Lou the dads, and it's been, it's been kind of a fun joke among everybody in the group. Now, okay, what is this group about? I'm sure you're probably wondering what the story is. I've teased you long enough. Okay, so we open on a murder. The first murder of a fable in centuries. Brooke Pierce, formerly known as Bo Peep, was killed, and no one knows who did it. This has thrown Fable Town into chaos, and suddenly the streets they walked before are no longer safe. Our favorite fairy tales are alive, and they're in New York City trying to survive. What sort of role will you play? Will you get lost in the dark, or maybe just find your way into the light? Either way, it all begins with Once Upon a Time. We are an LGBTQ plus modern fairy tales RPG inspired by the Wolf Among Us game by Telltale and by the Fables comics by Bill Willingham. Absolutely no knowledge of either is needed since we've laid everything out that you'll need to know on your page, from lore to locations to what life is like in Fable Town now. This group is all about what your favorite fairy tales are getting up to in the modern world and how happily ever after doesn't mean anything anymore. I love it. it <laughs> I've mentioned before that I really enjoy giving my character difficult situations to overcome Anything that I can emotionally torture a character with, I enjoy it. This sounds really bad when I say it that way, though. Um, anyway, <laughs> now for the writing portion submitted by Bigby. Another disclaimer, the following does contain mature language and adult content that may not be suitable for children under 13. The cigarette burned down to his fingers, and he watched the smoke as it puffed from his lips. It smelled like shit, probably because it was the cheapest brand out there, but it was all he'd smoke. The scent was the only thing that kept him from losing his goddamn mind, after all. The dark-haired man tipped his head back and looked at the sky like maybe he'd find the answers written in the stars. There weren't any answers. There hadn't been any answers for the thousands of years he'd have been asking them. A sigh escaped the man's lips and he let the cigarette fall to the ground. He crushed it under the toe of his boot, grinding it down so that none of the spark remained, and then reached into his pocket to grab the pack of huff-and-puff cigarettes he'd always had on him. He knocked one loose and lit it once again. With a quiet groan, he sank down to sit so his legs dangled off the fire escape. The metal chilled against his skin. The air was cold, and he turned his face into it for just a moment to breathe it in. The smoke dulled the smell of the city to the point that he could stand to let the wind blow in his face a few moments, bringing with it the news of all of his so-called charges. Fable Town was under his protection, even if its people didn't always want him. He could smell the witches who lived in the apartments three miles away, growing up shaky glamours for those fables who couldn't hold human shape the way he could. He could smell the paper and magic of the business office, 
He could smell the inhabitants of the apartments all along the road going about their daily lives. He'd been offered a place near there by Oberon when he'd become the mayor and gave him the job as the sheriff some few hundred years ago, but he'd refused it. The wolf doesn't belong here with us. Those that couldn't afford to live somewhere near the business office wouldn't want him around. They didn't want him around. They'd made that clear. Most of them tolerated having him as their sheriff, but few of them trusted him, even after all these years. To them, he was one bad day away from trying to eat all of them again. Thank fuck for cheap Chinese takeout, otherwise they may have been right. The wolf let his cheek press to the cold bars of the fire escape and his eyes slowly closed. He just wanted a moment, just a moment to himself to breathe, to let the world pass him by. Sometimes he wondered if the city was too much for him, if it wouldn't be better to just lose himself and run. Did he belong here? Sure shit didn't feel like he did, and the people of Fabletown didn't fucking help that. His reputation made it so much harder to do his damn job, but Oberon wanted to somehow prove that villains could be good too, and rope Bigby into all of this. He was just... tired. A growl rumbled in his throat, and Bigby tilted his head back so he could look at the sky. The wind blew cold against his face, and he thought of his mother. Every time he felt that wind on his face... He knew it was her, brushing up against him and reminding him that he wasn't alone in all of this. I don't know what to do anymore, he murmured, breathing the words into the wind and trusting her to keep his secrets. This shit isn't easy. Trying to keep a bunch of fables from murdering each other? How the fuck am I supposed to keep doing this forever? How the fuck am I supposed to protect them? The wind blew harder against him, and Bigby fought the urge to howl to let it all come pouring out of him in a primal song, to let go of all the things that he had held on to because he had no one to share them with, but it wouldn't help. It wouldn't change anything. His phone started buzzing in his pocket, and Bigby slouched backwards to pull it out, thumbing it open and pulling it to his ear. What's going on, Ruby? Someone's been killed. Ah, oh, fuck. So now you've got to join in the group to find out what happened. I'm releasing this episode on Saturday for those who donate to Patreon, which is just brew right now. And that will be the day that we have our first called town meeting with everyone to discuss what Bigby found. The information for that was posted in a bulletin and it was a really great bulletin. So this is what it says. We all know why we're here. One of us is dead, murdered. Dr. Swinehart has finished his investigation of the body and these are his findings. Welcome to Out of the Woods first event. Now, you all know that Brooke Pierce, formerly known as Bo Peep, has been murdered. Now, the real question is, who did it? It makes sense that it would be another fable, someone that would understand that cutting off her head would be the way to do it. But how could one of their own have killed her? Who were Brooke's enemies? Who were Brooke's friends? Who murdered Brooke Pierce? This event will follow the town hall meeting of all fables of Fable Town, where Sheriff Baby Wolf will announce the findings of the case so far as well as the information behind who killed Brooke Pierce. But new evidence will come to light, and a new threat will show itself. Are you ready for this? I play Beauty in the group, or Naomi Dumont, who is in a pretty interesting relationship with Alexandra Dumont, or Beast, actually. It's more like a completely damaging relationship. Uh, auditions are open, and we're all waiting to welcome new members and writers into the group. Join us. You can find the group at roleplayer.me1610991 and don't worry, I'll give this out at the end so you'll have some time to write it down.
Up next, I found a really interesting board game I think you guys might be interested in. I've always really been into board games. It's something that I played with my friends and family as a kid, but it was always the usual suspects. Monopoly, shoots and ladders, apples to apples. When I got older, I started to discover a whole world of untapped games. Whenever I came across one that I've never heard of before, I'm usually the first one to start looking into the reviews. I found this while searching for LGBTQ games. They have some of the ones you would probably expect. There was a gay monopoly, but it wasn't produced by Hasbro, so they sued the crap out of the other company. Needless to say, there aren't many versions of that game now. There's a Cards Against Humanity pack you could buy called the Pride Pack, and it actually comes with glitter because, you know, it's Cards Against Humanity humor. Sorry, but I'm not going to talk about these today. I'm going to talk to you about a game called Dare to Love. The website description I found describes it as follows. In Dare to Love, one player takes the role of a mighty oligarch to fight against rebels played by two or three players. The rebels' goal is to rescue their loved ones who are imprisoned in crystal prisons, whereas the oligarch has powerful abilities to annihilate the rebels. The oligarchs with a powerful deck of six cards and 32 life points can easily beat the rebels down one by one, whereas each rebel has a special deck of eight cards and eight life points, and they have to work together to defeat the oligarchs. If the oligarch prevents the rebels from rescuing the prisoners in time or annihilates all rebels, they win. On the contrary, if the rebel players save all the prisoners in time and defeat the oligarch, they win. So this is actually, from what I gathered about it, the, the people who are trapped in these crystal prisons are actually the LGBTQ community, technically. Um, and the people that are trying to rescue them are their loved ones. And I kind of got teared up when I was reading about the synopsis of this game because it was kind of very, very touching. Um, there are some quotes that it also includes um, regarding this game. The New York Times stated that um, its Taiwan legislature approves Asia's first same-sex marriage law. On May 17, 2019 in Taiwan, as tens of thousands of demonstrators fill the rainy streets of Taipei on Friday, lawmakers in Taiwan voted to legalize same-sex marriage, a first for Asia. The legislature faced a deadline imposed by Taiwan's constitutional court, which in 2017 struck down the civil code's definition of marriage as exclusively between a man and a woman. The court gave the government two years to revise the law or same-sex couples would automatically be allowed to have their marriages registered by the local authorities. Love has won over hate, and equality has won over discrimination, Annie Huang, acting director of Amnesty International Taiwan, said in a statement. This is a moment to cherish and celebrate, but it has been a long and arduous campaign for Taiwan to become the first in Asia to legalize same-sex marriage. So that's what this game is about, basically. It's about the LGBTQ community and their family overcoming the oligarch or the government. And I thought that was a really amazing concept for a game and something that I've never heard of before. Um, it kind of reminds me a little bit of Pandemic in a way, but everybody fighting a virus, it's everybody fighting against one player or the oligarch. And I've looked up the prices and it ranges between anywhere from $30 to $80 on various sites. But it does sound really great and interesting to me. I searched for a tabletop playthrough of this game, but there doesn't appear to be one yet. So I might be sending in a, a request to Will Wheaton about this one, and hopefully he'll um, be playing it on another episode soon. Up next, I'm going to talk about a LARPing group called Middlehaven. 
Now, one of the best things about LARPing that I've noticed so far is that it appears to be a very open group of people as a whole. I say it appears to be because I'm not going to generalize every group. I'm sure that there are plenty of groups out there that aren't welcoming and friendly to those of the LGBTQ community. In my search, I came across a Reddit article that someone posted asking why the LGBTQ community is so into LARPing. And I'm not going to answer that for the community because I, I don't really know because everyone has their own reasons. But I did grab some of the responses. Uh, someone said, I think because LARP is considered weird, the community ends up being very accepting and tolerant. LARPers are some of the chillest people I know. I mean, I'm dressing up and playing make-believe in the woods for multiple days, so who am I to judge something so mundane as someone's sexual orientation? And then someone else replied with, The LARP community, especially the one I go to, is so accepting and kind that you are free to be yourself. Essentially, no one is going to judge you for LARPing or for your sexual identity and choices. And it's a beautiful thing. Middle Haven LARP is located in New York and they are listed as being LGBTQ friendly on LARPing.org. I went through their site at MiddleHavenLARP.org and they do have a description on their site which gives a brief uh, kind of an intro as to what they do. Best description would be an immersion LARP or roleplay heavy boffer LARP. Immersion because the goal, once you get into the game, is keep you there with jarring out-of-game references. Everyone has a costume. All in-game locations are actual places. All items are represented with actual props. We basically try to make it as what you see is what you get as possible. Next, we are a buffer alert because we simulate combat encounters with fake, soft, heavily padded weapons. However, unlike many buffer LARPs, which are only about the fighting, our game is much more story-driven. Combat can be part of the story, but does not replace the story and players with non-combat characters, and they're still quite useful. I was reading through their events, and they look absolutely epic. Uh, it's usually an entire weekend. They do have cabins, but they recommend you bring tents and lots of sleeping gear, snacks, medications, that kind of thing. Um, it's like basically a giant overnight sleepover. It sounds like a summer camp experience. They may even do late night raids and stuff. They do serve food at the events, but you should always bring your snacks. Um, and then you should also bring your props for your character in this particular group. It's not like Imatoy where they provide certain things to you. Um, you want to bring your own stuff. Um, there are, are so many of these groups that I wish I could visit them all. But if you're in New York and end up going to one of their events, let me know. I would love to see some pictures. I was hoping for a submission for last week's writing prompts, but I don't think she finished it in time, so if she submits it later, I may include it with the next episode. I've begun posting the new writing prompts a week early on my role player page for anyone who wants to participate, and I'll be posting them on Facebook as well as Twitter. I've even pushed back the due date a bit so that everyone has time to get these in, um, so now you can submit them on Thursdays. Uh, maybe Friday, I could probably throw them in on Friday. Um, I looked through some of my old writing and I found this one that kind of fits this. I recently brought back my AU female Dean Winchester, Deanna Winchester, and decided to read something I wrote in, wow, 2009. Wow, kind of choked on that year for a second. It was 11 years ago. So I haven't reread it to see if it's bad or not. So bear with me. And if it's too bad, I might not even include it in the episode. So we'll see. Something moved. It darted from one end of the large warehouse to the other, almost in the blink of an eye. And in response, Deanna moved her weapon to follow it. Her muscles tightened, and yet she did not flinch. 
Even when the vile smell struck her, she became only more determined. Sam was if somewhere behind her, covering her ass like always. How long have you been doing this now? Officially or unofficially? Deanna had lost count of the years and months since they had first stepped into the role of defender, since their father's death, as far as Deanna knew. But then again, it was their mother who had stepped up and taken action. It was their mother who had provided the two girls the training. There was little Deanna actually knew about her father, other than the fact that he was in the military and was celebrated as some kind of war hero. He had been a mystery to her and her younger sister, especially having died when Sam was barely a baby and Deanna was barely old enough to hold her little sister. Of course, their mother was just as much of a mystery as her father had been. Always moving, always hiding. It became a never-ending battle for their family. Deanna always watched and took care of Sam, though. It was what was expected of her. It wasn't until the mother disappeared that Deanna went looking for Samantha's help. It was that one action that put the events into motion. Part of Deanna had hoped that Samantha would stay and hunt with her, just like in the old days before a falling out had occurred between Sam and their mother. But when Deanna got one look at the hunk Samantha had been involved with, there was no doubt that she wouldn't stay away for long. After all, school was just too good of an opportunity to pass up. It was the loss of that hunk of a boyfriend that caused Mantha to rejoin her sister in the quest for their father's killer and the hunting of the demons and monsters that took him and Jesse out of their lives. The creature was on the move again, and Deanna turned to watch its progress as it continuously moved, circling them perhaps wanting to make them a meal, like it had to dozens of others. Deanna moved swiftly, running up the closest metal stairs, ignoring the clinking her feet made as she moved. The view would be better up here, and the creature wouldn't stand a chance. Deanna took aim as it moved again. Just a little more, you son of a bitch. Your ass is mine. Her thoughts echoed with her thrilling excitement as she waited. Sam would no doubt be moving silently below her, most likely distracting the thing long enough for Deanna to get her shots in. Deanna closed her eyes and counted, letting her breath become steady and rhythmed as she took aim. She could hear the shuffling of its feet as it danced gracefully among the many crates that occupied the large warehouse. Second nature. Their mother had ingrained everything so deeply into them that this was simple and occurred naturally. Deanna opened her eyes slowly, just as the creature prepared to spring on her sister. Samantha, who seemed to pretend not to notice the thing was so deadly close, the shots rang out and echoed around them just as the thing sprang. The impact sent it crashing back into a nearby wooden crate, splintering it upon impact. As the thing struck the ground, it disintegrated into a puddle of disgusting black, and a foul smell of sewer seemed to instantly fill the room. God damn, I need a drink, Stanna said with a large smile as she lowered her gun and made eye contact with her younger sister. So that's mine. That was, like I said, 11 years ago. It's not as bad as I remember, so, you know, yeah, it's, it's the little things. Uh, this week, the writing prompt is The Glance. Two people who can't stop glancing at each other. The deadline for these is every Thursday now. Um, you can do any of the previous ones, too, if they interest you. I'm now going to give you guys the information for Out of the Woods again, so get your phone ready. Get a piece of paper, get a, something to write on. It is roleplayer.me slash 1610991. Add it, share it, audition for it, become affiliates with them. Don't forget to check out my site on roleplayer.me as well for the podcast at roleplayer.me slash 1604302, where you'll find all the links you'll need for all the previous pages and groups that were featured. If you don't have a profile on there, 
don't worry. Um, you can message me on Twitter or even on Facebook. You can send all your stuff there. I'll be happy to take anything you have and all your writings. I do hope the website will be up soon. Um, I'm supposed to be working now, so I'll have some money to hopefully get that together. So contact me. I love getting your letters and I love seeing your submissions. I do have some rules up with the questionnaire on the page. Um, if you want me to feature you on here, do fill that out, complete it, send it in, and send me your writing. I want to talk about other writers as well, so even if you're not an peer, I'd be happy to talk about what you're up to. Uh, maybe you want to send me a little snippet of what your book's about. That's great too. People love hearing about that. We can get you out there, get you heard. Don't forget to check out the page on Twitter and Facebook. Like I said, you can send me stuff there. You, me, RP, Y-O-U-M-E-R-P. Uh, I also want to thank everyone for listening on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or even on Google Play. And if you guys check out Patreon, patreon.com slash U-M-E-R-P, if you could help out, that would be wonderful. If you can't, I understand. Um, currently, Rue is donating and helping out, which I love. Thank you so much, Rue. Anyone who pitches in will get additional content and shout out on here. I love to be able to do some additional giveaways as, you know, stuff for our peers, shirts, maybe something, something nice, something that you guys deserved as a thank you. Um, do give also our show a five-star rating everywhere that you listen. That'll help to help people find us. So until next week, stay creative, stay safe. Mm -hmm.